Now it's time for Farmland News with Flatabo Land. Time to visit with Christine Flatabo with Flatabo Land. Christine comes in the first to Thursday of each month, and great to see you, Christine. And sounds like you've uh, made quite a few uh, miles since we last talked. That's correct. Good morning, Bill. Good morning to the public. Once again, it's great to be here. I always enjoy my drive-in to Lakeland Broadcasting. Um, that is correct. I've, I've, uh, been across the world in, in the last week. I made my eighth trip to Hong Kong. There's an organization that my husband, kids, and I have fallen in love with. And that name is International Care Ministries. They serve the ultra poor in the Philippines, Guatemala, and Uganda. And, uh, it is not about me. It's not for my praise, but I'm so, fortunate and honored to be their auctioneer. And so last Friday night in Hong Kong, we had a large banquet with many attendees. And at the same time, there was a large banquet in Manila, Philippines. And so they were broadcast. I was physically in Hong in Hong Kong, but there was a lot of people in Manila, Philippines and uh it raised a, a lot of money sadly in the scope of poverty it's just a drop in the ocean but every dollar makes a difference and to grow awareness so i had a wonderful trip a humbling trip and uh met a lot of new people and a lot of friends that i've known for about a decade and i think what brought me the most joy bill is just to encourage this organization you know when your staff fighting ultra poverty that can that can feel pretty heavy a lot of days and so uh last tuesday morning i led the devotional time and uh Tried not to cry, but I cried and cheered them up and we sang and, um, it was just wonderful to be there in an encouragement role. But like anything, when you do that, I'm not the gift. They're the gift to me. I went home with my soul fed and, and my heart whole. And, uh, those folks added so much joy to my life. So. Thankful for another trip to Hong Kong. Yeah, well, wonderful. Now, Glenn has talked about, has he been on similar excursions then too? Glenn has not been over there. I've been trying to get him there, but it's <laughs> hard to schedule. Um, interestingly, Glenn has done several auctions in New York. Mm-hmm. Here, I've been across the world eight times. Wow. I've never done an auction in New York, <laughs> and he's tried to get me to do that. And uh, it comes to scheduling. But, you know, we're just doing our best to serve others. And, of course, every day we're learning. Yeah. Well, I know I've been hearing your voice on some messages on KWLM around the market time, and you guys are very busy this month of November with some terrific auctions, and maybe we should touch on a few of those. That'd be great. I'm going to run through those auctions. Before I do that big picture, Bill, it's exciting. Overall, the land market has stayed completely steady and very strong. For A and B quality land, we have seen no difference in prices. We have not seen a dip on the whole. Even with the rising interest rates for good quality land, it is selling the same, which is pretty interesting. It speaks a lot to the low supply high demand. The other thing I'm really encouraged by, and of course, I can't say this for all farmers, but um, 
on the whole, these yields have been tremendous. What an amazing fall. Uh, we're hearing of fantastic yields. Now, some places have had it tougher than others. Um, I just told my husband I'm a little bit concerned about going into spring with how dry it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can get wet real quickly with rain and a lot of snow. So I think uh, we need to stay really positive. But in my land world, things are extremely positive. You've heard me say this every month. We don't feel entitled. We don't take that for granted. But I'm so thankful that farmland is uh, staying incredibly strong. But that's right. We have a, a lot of auctions coming up. We actually have one today here at 11 o'clock in Montevideo. And that will be at the Chop House in Montevideo. And this is for the Hoff Partnership. This is two parcels. And this actually overlooks the Minnesota River Valley. And so a really picturesque area to buy land. Uh, parcel one is 32 acres. Parcel two also includes a Lester building and a building site, and that is close to 80 acres. A unique opportunity if anyone is interested in hopping in their car today and heading to Montevideo, we have a wonderful opportunity. And I'll quickly run through these. You've also heard me say every month, uh, Bill, We fall in love with our sellers real quickly, and um, I could spend a lot of time saying kind words about the folks that we're representing, Uh, but in general, just wonderful people, people of great character, and we're so thankful for the opportunity to to work with wonderful sellers, uh, but excellent opportunities to buy farmland. Next week, on November 9th, we're going to be at the Atwater Community Center. That's an 11 o'clock sale for Julie Hovey and her brother, Steve Headland. That is uh, a little over 115 acres, uh, most of that being tillable. It's got a high CPI of a 93.2. This land has tile, just a beautiful farm ready to go to work for you. And so if anyone is interested in farmland in Lake Elizabeth Township, which is a really strong township. Matter of fact, that's the same township that all the Calvary land Mm -hmm. was sold in. So that'll be a fun and exciting auction next Wednesday, the 9th. The following day on the 10th, we're going to be in Yellow Medicine County in Granite Falls. We have a beautiful two-parcel farmland sale for the Veldi family, a large family. Again, can't say enough good things about these families that we represent. But uh, parcel two is a, a wonderful sized parcel that has 124 tillable acres and parcel two is 60 tillable acres. Parcel one coming in with a very high CPI of a 93.4. This farm has uh, tile. And when my husband and I put the signs up, I said, Jamie, look at that beautiful farm. So that's exciting. That'll be next Thursday in Granite Falls. Then uh, next Friday, November 11th, uh, sellers that are near and dear to my heart that have uh, since passed away, George, who was better known as Fred mm-hmm. and Bessie Close. We've talked about her baking and, and the legend of uh, Bessie and Fred in the past. That's going to be back at the Atwater Community Center, a CPI of an 86, 148 tillable acres, a farm with tile, a farm that the tenants have said it's ready to go to work for you, high producing farm and a farm to be proud of. 
Uh, just a few more, Bill. Monday, November 14th, we're going to be in Prinsburg for the uh, Weberdink Family Trust. And I have to say in my 25-year career, in I can count farms this high of quality on probably five fingers. It's a CPI of a 94.4. It's 155 tillable acres with an excellent outlet tile. This Weberdink farm in Holland Township, it is Awesome, awesome. If you're looking for a great farm in that area, don't miss that sale on November 14th. Okay, November 17th, we're going to another exciting sale, Chippewa County. And uh, this is 201 tillable acres with an excellent outlet uh, tile. This is for Janelle Jepson and Steve Johnson. Uh, we've had a lot of calls on this farm, including the other farms, but don't let that scare anyone. Oftentimes, when I write the purchase agreement, people will say, I never thought it would be me. And so we tell folks, uh, don't miss the opportunity to pick up great farmland. Uh, two more quick sales I'm going to talk about. Tuesday, November 29th here, just north of Wilmer, the former Buffalo Farm for the Arndt family. Wow. Um, as far as beauty, words can't describe the beauty of this farm. Parcel one is 116 acres with, uh, it's on Lakeshore. It's on Solomon Lake with outbuildings, pasture and hunting land. That's parcel one. You have to come see it. We have an open house next Monday the 7th, Saturday the 12th. Parcel two is 72 tillable acres. The following day, we have a three-parcel farmland auction in Kimball, our second sale for this family, Bob and Kathy Tenney. Uh, and lastly, I forgot about one more, December 13th, we have 160 acres in Traverse County. I will say that on our website, we have excellent drone videos and lots of information let us know how we can be helpful. It brings us great joy to serve these families. But Bill, believe it or not, I'm going to be quiet because I have a special <laughs> guest with me today. Um, I'm so excited that he said yes. I have my husband of 26 years sitting next to me. And we have a love of agriculture. Many times in our conversations, we're talking about farmers and agriculture, and we're talking about our gratefulness for people that work hard to, to feed this world. And so I'm really excited to have my husband, Jamie, with me today, and he's going to give you a little bit of his passion for agriculture. Hi, Jamie. Yeah, well, First thanks. of all, you said yes today. That When did she say yes? She said 26 <laughs> years. Did you do the asking originally? Uh, I, I did, yeah. Yeah, you all know Dale Flatabo. I had to get it by him first. Oh, well, yeah. So that, was not, that was not easy. I but, thought uh, I thought Grace might even be tougher than Dale, but... Uh, no, she probably was, but in, in typical Dale fashion, he kind of wanted to keep it quiet from Grace. He wanted to know <laughs> something before she did. So. so how did you guys ever meet? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, Oh boy. Um, I met Christine, you know, knew kind of who she was in high school. I grew up in Prinsburg. She grew up in Welmer. Um, she is two years younger than me. So we kind of knew who each other was, but that was about it. And then met her during our college years. Um, she was actually working, um, for Dunnett Construction and, uh, in the summertime. And that's, that's how I met. She was working there and at, uh, 
at uh, Melvin's, which is now Zorba's on okay. the lake. So, were you one of the flag uh, flag uh, girls out there getting your suntan in the summertime? I was a flag girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you mentioned any construction. Now you're kind of involved with the the Prince right? The yeah, Virginia. yeah. That's that's what I really wanted to yeah. visit about a little bit. Not necessarily Prince but about. Um, you know how uh, what I do kind of connects. Christine talked a lot about tile and these yeah. these fields they're selling, and and how important uh, water management is. And and really, when she asked me today, um, do you wanna do you wanna join me? Um, the first thing I thought of is um, farmers had a really good year this year. Um, challenging spring. It was really wet and uh, challenged to get all the crop in. But then once we hit first of June, things changed. We've had remarkably warm weather, um, the growing days, the heat units, um, things caught up remarkably. You saw that crop go from really small June 10 to, you know, tasseling at a normal time and then really coming out early. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we're, we're sitting here, you know, first of November, first part of November and, and, uh, everything's pretty much done. Even a lot of the tillage, and uh, what we're going to see now from from my perspective and what I do is that uh, farmers now, it's still good weather and they're going to get out and want to get some other work done. They're going to want to improve their farm, manage their water, do a little tiling. A lot of farmers have their own equipment to do that. They're going to be scratching around here until freeze up. And uh, we've had such a good run. Just wanted to have a safety message around yes. uh, all the importance that happens um, in agriculture, and there's a lot in uh, in the drainage side, in the water management side too, and and that they uh, call eight one one before they dig, and that they're out uh, making sure they're understanding the project before they start. Um, we've had such a great run here the last six months, and it would be really tragic to see anyone have um, even a minor accident. But it, but uh, things happen quickly. There's large equipment involved, and uh, if there's an accident, it usually isn't minor. Right. You know, we've been delivering lunch. Flatable Land is one of our, you know, lunch break sponsors. And I did notice uh, kind of uh, the remnants of a burned out combine on one of our last uh, trips. So I hadn't even heard about that. I know it's been really dry out in the field. So uh, it's fortunate that there haven't been, I think there was a fire in southeast Minnesota that kind of got away. Or actually the one I'm thinking of was more recently in northwest Minnesota, a grass fire that got away and I mean, boy, this time of the year when it's this dry, you got to be very careful. Yeah, I talked to, uh, I had lunch with a, one of our customers, one of our principal customers yesterday, and he talked about how dry it was and that um, very, very untypical that in, in a fall, there, the tile lines aren't running. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get any rain at all in the fall, they'll be running. And, and he said, really, in the last 40 days, he's only seen two tile lines running and uh, very uncommon. And so I think there is a little bit of concern about, you know, what's going to happen going forward. But as Christine said, uh, you know, it is it is dry, but it takes a long time to get dry, and it only takes one day to get wet. And we saw that last spring. Um, we had a pretty dry winter and a dry fall last year, and then we got four or five inches of rain overnight in May, in early May. Timing wasn't very good at that mm-hmm. from a planting standpoint, but it really helped push us through that first part of the of the summer um, yeah. with moisture. 
Now, I've noticed some of the drainage ditches themselves, very little water in them. I mean, it's way down on the bottom. Depending on where you are, choose some of the, you know, the lighter soils and so forth. Even there is more tiling that's done in some of those instances too, isn't there, Jamie, than used to be? Yep, for sure, for sure. Um you know, some some of the soils, it just depends on, they, they look sandy, but they aren't necessarily all sandy. There's a lot of clay. Clay holds water. Um, you know, we're getting, getting a lot of great feedback from more of the Red River Valley that's been so wet in the last uh, over really 20-year period of time. And a lot of saline soils, um, drainage and, and water management really improves those soils. So you'll actually see your CPI on the land go up after a few years of having proper water management in there. It's really an investment, isn't it? Uh, you know, in the present because of improved, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure yields and so forth. But then when it comes time to sell, it's it's really a key, isn't it? Well, just make a quick comment. And this is not, we're not here to uh, have a commercial for Prince in the lease, but tile in general, I will say and I say this with great faith, when when a farm is tiled, when a good piece of ground is tiled, we will often see on an acre, if, if it takes $1,000, give or take an example, to tile an acre, we will see a return of 2500 to $4,000 mm-hmm. in this market, in this strong market. $1,000 an acre, we'll see a return of 2500 to $4,000 an acre in the selling price of that acre. Isn't that incredible? It is. And then with the market prices now, if you can improve your production, I mean, that's substantial too at this point. Yeah, that's right. She's just talking about the sale price of it, not including the fact that every year you're going to see a yield increase of 15 to 40%, depending on, you know, what you had before. But, uh, and when you're talking $7 corn and, you know, let's just say a 20% increase on that, that's really significant. And I think another thing I just want to mention um, is uh, a couple of years ago, I started a podcast and I really did that because of this topic is very misunderstood. What is, what is, uh, tiling or is uh, water management and managing the water in the subsurface of agricultural fields. So we've explored all kinds of topics. In fact, uh, this week I released my 75th episode and, um, talking to university professionals, to, uh, land grant universities and, um, industry professionals, to climate, um, people and talking about weather and, uh, just, just a lot of topics around how, to get people a better understanding of what we do and why it's good for the environment, not bad for the environment. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. But uh, I just wanted to share that, encourage people, if if you really wonder what happens um, and why what Christine is saying um, with land values and going up, why is that? Um, we explore all those topics. I've had her on. She's talked about mm-hmm. land values and, and tiling. So um, that's out there. It's called The Water Table. Um, you can find it. And uh, we have our own website, and all the episodes are there. Yeah. Now, it's a different situation, like, say, a pattern tile field uh, that's, you know, used for agriculture as opposed to an impervious surface, like, say, the city of Wilmer. Keeps tarring more and yep. and cementing over things, and the water's got to go somewhere when you get a hard rain. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's two different. It's like apples and oranges, isn't it, a little bit? Yeah, for sure. And I think some of the pressure on agriculture, um, when it comes to this is because it's easier to fix because you're, you don't have, um, 
you know, plants, large agriculture or industrial plants that are pollutants. You don't have these um, impervious soils, big cities that are. So if you can manage your water on an agriculture field, it's much less expensive than doing it in cities. But um, at Princeco and in our industry, uh, we make other products for storm sewer. We make products now that store water. So we do, you know, really, when I try to explain it, we we convey water, we treat water, and we store water, all stormwater basis. But we do that in agriculture. We do also do that in commercial or stormwater and residential applications, things like that. And and as, um, you know, you don't have to believe in climate to agree that, you know, our, our climate is cha- climate change. You don't have to believe in that to know that our climate is changing a little bit. Just like this year we're having, we had a really wet spring and a drier um, fall, and we're seeing these droughts out west. So our industry is really um, handling a lot of a lot of that with uh, some of these storm chambers and holding water back, storing it underground, and allowing it to get back into the aquifers. That has nothing to do with agriculture, yeah. but it has to do with what we're with our cities and our population and and keeping water in some of these dry areas. In the, it's in the, critical. It really is. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, and I think uh, it's better to be a little bit ahead of the the game than trying to play catch up because some of these large places like you know the the Phoenix uh, Vegas is of the world Southern California. You know, there's a lot of people and, and more want to move there, it seems like. so. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, and I think, uh, you know, I get the, the warm weather part of it, but I think I'm really excited about living in Minnesota right now and in, in not just Minnesota, the upper Midwest, I should say, um, when it comes to where I think um, our world is going. I think agriculture is going to continue to play and we uh, our economy in Welmer and the west central Minnesota is so wrapped around agriculture and um you know we're gonna have nine billion people in the world here eventually and mm-hmm. and to feed all those people agriculture is going to have to play such a role and technology in agriculture for things like how do we manage our water how do we manage droughts um you you take that and then the fact that minnesota we have you know it isn't ten thousand lakes yeah. that's what we like to say it's like sixteen thousand we have the water mm-hmm. so um, those are two huge issues in the next 50 years, agriculture and clean water and water. And we're in a, in a great spot to live and to have a vibrant economy because yeah. of it. We are truly blessed. There's no doubt about that. Well, Christine, thank you for bringing in your better half today. It was fun to, to hear from Jamie. And uh, what's the name? The Water Table? Is that the name of the yeah, podcast? Yeah, The Water Table. And, Bill, it was fun that um, I actually talked more than she did on your program for once. <laughs> the last couple of minutes. I, I don't anyway. know if you've had a guest do that, so <laughs> I'm well, proud to say I'm the first. I, I will say he is the better half and most definitely sharpens me, and I'm super grateful. But I'll just say for Jamie and I, Yes, we love to serve our clients, but I can honestly say for both of us, what brings us equal passion, Bill, if not more, is providing education. He and I are learning every day. We're going to be learning till the day we leave this earth, but providing education, believing in agriculture, making a difference, that's what is so exciting about this business. So thank you, Jamie, for your passion, for joining me, for sharing today. And we love what we do.